0: Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest, and welcome to The Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. This is episode 36, and I'm doing something a little bit different this week. I primarily keep this podcast focused on my life as a spectrumite and what marriage and dating is like on the autism spectrum, but sometimes a little history lesson in between is important to acknowledge and remember how exactly autism was discovered. How exactly autism was uh, studied and discovered initially is not exactly the happiest story. In fact, there's even a layer of tragedy to it. So I will forewarn you, there is um, some stuff in here that is kind of uh, of an uncomfortable quality, uh, nothing like perverse or really like inappropriate, just kind of some uncomfortable truths about uh, the history of the autism diagnosis itself. So with that being said, I'm going to launch into some stuff that I uh, learned and did some research into over the last couple of days, and I thought this was really interesting. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about a man named Hans Asperger. Now, Hans Asperger, the last name will probably sound a little bit familiar to you because that's how we used to diagnose people on the autism spectrum. Hans Asperger was born in Austria in 1906 and went on to study medicine at the University of Vienna. In the 1930s, he began to notice a group of children who exhibited a unique set of characteristics, including difficulties with social communication and repetitive behaviors. He observed that these children had significant intellectual abilities, and he called this condition autistic psychopathy. Yes, I I know, that doesn't sound very nice, but that's what he called it at the time. Asperger's research was revolutionary, as he was one of the first doctors to recognize that autism was a distinct condition that affected social behavior and communication. He also realized that the condition could manifest differently in different people, and that some individuals with autism could have exceptional abilities in specific areas. Asperger described four main features of autism, including difficulties with social interaction, impaired communication, restricted interests, and repetitive behaviors. He also noticed that some individuals with autism had an exceptional memory for details, and an ability to focus intensely on... On specific subjects, I'm sure all of this probably sounds familiar to you. Asperger's work on autism was groundbreaking, and he helped to create a framework for understanding the condition that is still used today. His research inspired other doctors and scientists to explore autism further, and to develop new therapies and treatments to help individuals with the condition. With maybe the exception of calling autism a form of psychopathy psychopathy on its face, Hans' work doesn't seem that bad, and because of his work, people with autistic traits are much more easily identified today. However, part of Hans' work in studying children was determining whether or not they were quote unquote mentally fit enough to belong in Volk, the national community of Nazi Germany or if they needed to be sent to Spiegelgrund Clinic, hope I said that correctly, where the fates of the children seen as unfit were left up to the Nazis. There they would be experimented on, and in many cases, killed. Now, Herwig Czech, a scholar and historian from the Medical University of Vienna, concluded in a 2017 article in the journal Molecular Autism, Published in April 2018, officially, that Asberger accommodated himself to the Nazi regime and was rewarded for his affirmations of loyalty with career opportunities. However, Nor- Norwegian doctor and historical scholar Ketil Slagstad wrote in his own article in 2019 that Hans was essentially a cog in the Nazi regime machine, fully aware of what it meant sending children to the clinic and fulfilling whatever responsibilities the Nazis expected from him, but without having a sense of admiration for the Nazis, never once participating directly in the Nazi party. To put it basically... Hans worked under the Nazi regime with the intention of keeping his head low and doing what was asked of him without causing a scene that could get him in trouble, regardless of the consequences brought on the children he studied. He conformed to the Nazi ideology while trying to stay committed to his work at the same time. It's sad, really. If what we know is really true, it's impossible to view Hans as some kind of a hero or champion of people on the autism spectrum. He dedicated a large portion of his life to learning how the mind of an autistic child worked, and based on the writings of his we've gotten a hold of, he even believed that autistic children were capable of growing up to overcome their weaknesses and do extraordinary things. He believed they could still lead lives as close to normal as possible. These ba- these aspects of him make his compliance with the Nazis more tragic, in my opinion. In 2013, the American Psychiatric Association removed Asperger's disorder as an official diagnosis and replaced it with Autism Spectrum Disorder. While the explanation for this is because Asperger's became a more individualized version of autism rather than covering the whole spectrum, it's easy for me to believe that this was also because of what the name Asperger is tied to, and honestly, I get it. I understand why this was changed, and I don't resent the association for doing this. Asperger's would have been removed as an official disorder diagnosis two years before I was diagnosed, so that meant I was diagnosed with high-functioning autism spectrum disorder, which is really just a longer way of saying Asperger's. A lot in history hasn't aged well, obviously, and our language and vocabulary have evolved over the centuries and changed the way we view things. This in and of itself is obvious, but to cap this episode off with one last fact. I'm going to completely screw up this name, but in 1911, German psychiatrist ah, Eugen Bleuler first coined the term autism to describe a symptom of severe schizophrenia, which was a concept that he also created. Obviously, we view autism and schizophrenia today as two completely separate things, and I'd actually like to delve into them both and compare the two in a future episode. Uh, So this was a different kind of episode, and I hope you found it informative. And if you'd like to hear more about history related to autism, be sure to let me know on my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com. See you guys next week. Hey guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, write a review to help the show grow, and subscribe to my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com to receive updates on new podcast episodes, a new blog post every Saturday, and other content I may put out. You can also check out the entertainment me, KG, and my friends make together on our YouTube channel, Vanzot Productions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.